Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. A lot of stuff to uh, discuss on the show today. But uh, there is a, a guy who, who used to be a neurologist and now is a priest, and he says that they have figured out the cause of uh, Christ's death. I mean, it's not a big surprise. We probably have known this for about 2,000 years, but I'm going to share that very shortly on the show. Uh, uh, Jen Saki, we got some hot we got some hot Saki today because she was uh, asked whether or not she thinks that Peter Ducey is a stupid SOB. So we will get to that on the, uh, on the show. Joe Biden... Uh, yesterday was doing a speech. He turned around and he tried to shake hands of somebody who was not there and then wandered around. Uh, this isn't funny. It hasn't been funny, and now it's really not funny. And i got to tell you, if you don't see a severe decline, uh, an increase in the declination in the last month or so, you are insane. So uh, that is on the way. A Clinton economic advisor is offering advice to uh, the Biden administration to save themselves. And he also has some thoughts on why they won't. And I have my thoughts on that as well, because there are a lot of things that Joe Biden could do. Well, the puppet masters of Joe Biden could do before the midterms to maybe turn things around. But the class of 1968, they're going to throw anything that sticks. You know, they've had a lot of defeats, but like the other day, they did get their Supreme Court justice nominee passed. Okay, so they got their, you know, radical hater of the founding and radical 1619 and CRT supporter on the Supreme Court kind of as a middle finger to America because America, both liberal and Democrat, said no to both of those things. So they're having little victories, but they're having a hell of a lot of losses. And so they're going to, instead of going, you know what, hey, here's the deal, let's wait until the midterms. And then what we'll do is we'll lie until the midterms. And then, like we always do, we will just do the opposite after the election. That's normally what Democrats do. Well, Joe Biden and the Biden administration, they're not going to adjust. They're not going to adjust. They're going to keep down, going down the road, the left road, because they, I believe, want to get as much damage done before that day arrives. Whether or not they have the ability to do the profound things that they want before the, uh, the election in November, I don't know. I don't know. Executive orders. You can do a lot of those. You can do a lot of those. So all of that is coming up on the uh, on the show today. The number, if you'd like to chime in, is 800-922-6680. Mark Penn was a uh, former Clinton advisor, and, uh, and he's also a pollster. 
And uh, he did an appearance, I, I believe this may be on uh, Fox last night, but uh, we're talking about Joe Biden's ungodly, awful uh, approval numbers, including the Quinnipiac poll, which showed him at 33%, which means, if you believe these polls, you know, anytime a poll says that Donald Trump is ahead by five points, it means he's ahead by 20. So I would assume that if Joe Biden has a 33% approval rating, that his approval rating really is about 12 <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, and the Biden administration is doing a lot of things, and you hear a lot of people, including me, saying, and I will never suggest, here's what you need to do to get reelected, but I will suggest why you're really blowing it and what would actually fix the economy. It's obvious to all of us. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that making us energy dependent again was going to drive uh, gas prices through the ceiling, which is, of course, by design, by the way. Duh. Even even Bill Maher, I played it yesterday, he talked about the death of common sense. I've been talking about the death of common sense in this country for as long as I've been in radio. The death of common sense. You know what's common now? Nonsense. Nonsense is common. And you know what's really going to turn the country around? is when common sense becomes common sense again. That said, here is this uh, Mark Penn talking about what they're doing wrong during the Biden administration before the midterms. Well, these are spectacularly low numbers. <clears throat> to really get down to... Talking a, about the 33% just above eczema. Only a third being favorable. And in the 20s on independence, of course, mix re-election... You're in the 20s among independents and 26 among Hispanics. That's almost as popular as the term Latinx with Hispanics. Virtual impossibility. The, 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 the administration has got to pivot, or this is going to be a tornado of... I wouldn't pivot. Keep doing what you're doing. The midterms, if you're doing great, you're going to win. These numbers continue to hold up. And frankly, they've had month after month here to do something to turn around on inflation, on immigration. Hey, wait, 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 wait. They made Kamala Harris the border czar. That... Never mind. On Ukraine, on the on crime, and they just haven't done it. They've done small, little incremental changes. They need big changes to change some big numbers. <laughs> yeah. I uh, no, no. I mean, yeah, but no, they're not going to do it. They're not going to make the changes necessary. And I don't think it's because they're stupid. I don't. I don't. They're devious. Devious people aren't stupid usually. Right? I mean, usually the more derp, derp you are, the more innocent you are. You know, kind of like uh, of mice and men, of Lenny and mice and men. They are not Lenny of mice and men. They are the opposite of Lenny and mice and men. They're smart and they're devious. And they are doing everything they can. They've been waiting for this moment for 50 years. They've been waiting this since, you know, or 54 years, since uh, 1968, to, to do this, to try all of this Marxist BS that they've sat around in faculty lounges and mentally masturbated about for 50 years, and they're finally getting the opportunity. Oh, we got both houses of Congress, and we got uh, Barack Obama. I mean, we've got, uh, we've got Joe Biden, and, oh, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. So what they're going to do is they're going to try and, by hook or by crook, pass as much as they can, rather than adjusting, changing the message, lying about everything, and then changing after they get elected. That's the modus operandi of Democrats. But I don't believe they're going to do that because it's too little too late.
Well, they've got to signal big changes on energy. They have to be for all of the above and okay some pipelines and show that they're really... Not going to happen. They're bought out by the leftists, by the Marxists, by the communists, by the green energy zealots. Serious. On immigration, they've got to close the border and signal they really want... They may have to do something about Title 42 because it is uh, colossal and a lot of Democrats are saying, and... I don't think so, including Kristen Sinema. Comprehensive immigration reform. Bring that back. You know, be a, be a leader in that on crime. Be a leader. Okay. Now I know that's not going to happen. They need to show that, look, if local DAs won't do the job, the feds will step in. Well, you see, the feds and the DOJ are owned and operated by the left and Democrats. So that's not going to happen either. To back another 100,000 cops like we did. In- Unless you're considering going after a conservative uh, parents who are concerned about CRT in schools. In the Clinton administration and, the, and the, in the Ukraine, be definitive. Send the jets. Save the people you know who are there and fight the atrocities. They've got to take big measures here. Just doing a little thing on ghost guns is not going to is not going to stop numbers. You know why they want to go after ghost guns? A because they're guns, and B because they have a scary name. That's why they want to go after ghost guns because it's it fits on a bumper sticker. Oh, ghost guns! Oh, they're really scary. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just so so stupid, so stupid. And then and then the Joe Biden yesterday said uh, apparently that he was a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. I think if we're looking for a sequel to Nutty Professor, this could be the guy. Been on a lot of university campuses. Matter of fact, for four years, I was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> when, when was he a full professor? When was he a full professor? What does it take to be a full professor at the university? Okay, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. If, if his presence is all it takes to be a professor, then hell, I'm a professor. I'm a professor there. I've been on a lot of university campuses. Matter of fact, for four years, I was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. I just, I don't even know what to say. I just don't even need to say. And here is the president signing off yesterday and leaving the podium and turning around and putting his hand out and there was no one there and then wandering about the stage in front of other people. See, because Jill wasn't there apparently to grab his arm, but this is how it sounded. America. God bless you. He's turning. Nobody there. Nobody there. And he's turning toward the flag. And he's literally, he's wandering around. You know, that, that that's, this is the look. This is the look that people who have dementia have. This is the, you know, this is the scene when uh, Dustin Hoffman gets picked up by Tom Cruise at, at the place that he was staying. Joe Biden is wandering down the hall looking for the jello. That's what it is. That's, and this is our president. This is our president. <sighs> Listen, I don't want Democrats to do a thing different because that would be accepting of common sense and that would mean that uh, that would be uh, something that the American people could support. But Joe Biden is continuing this line where they, they have a bogeyman, their boogeyman, whatever you want to call him, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is the, is the thing you can put on a, on a sticker, kind of like the uh, Biden sticker that says, I did that, you put on gas pumps. I'm not saying you should do that. But anyway, not saying that I have several times. But uh, you know, the Seven Eleven near my house. The guy's like, "Who the hell keeps putting this here?" Dude, you do. Hey, Mister Carson, how you doing? Again, you always spend a little more time at the gas pump than everybody else is. Not nothing. No, I just. Mm, I'm gonna come and get my slushy in a second here. But uh, you know, he's a bumper sticker. You know, Vladimir Putin, bad. Okay, Orange Man, bad. 
and here's Joe Biden. It's a little montage, a little early for a montage, but uh, a montage of blaming Putin for the price hikes, even though the, what, it started 45, 50 days ago, the invasion and uh, uh, inflation, gas prices, all that were completely out of control before the invasion. But here's the montage. Second big reason for inflation is Vladimir Putin. From the moment he put his over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, the price of gasoline in January went up 70. Wait, wait, this is fantastic. So he's saying that because Putin put 150,000 troops on the border, it wasn't January, by the way, Joe, you took office in January. He started putting people on the border in like March or April because he knew you were weak. That's why he did it. And if this were in fact the case, then why in the hell weren't you saying from the very first month that prices were going up because of Vladimir Putin, you idiots? Then Putin invaded. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. This is honestly uh, beyond, just beyond, that he has the hubris after all of the nonsense that he has been spewing, that he would have the hubris to not only go back past Vladimir Putin invasion, but to when Vladimir Putin started to put troops on the Ukrainian border. Oh, my God. Now, meanwhile, I might add that gas prices, I think, immediately went up after you canceled the damn Keystone XL pipeline. I've said from the start, Putin's war is imposing a cost on America and our allies and democracies around the world. I'm doing everything within my power by executive orders to bring down the price and address the Putin price hike. In fact, we've already made progress since March inflation data was collected. Your family budget, your ability to fill up your tank. It's all Putin's price hike. None of it should hinge on whether a dictator declares war and commits genocide half a world away. Unbelievable. Just, I mean, honestly, that's just genius. (laughs) That's just, as far as pure, unadulterated propaganda, that is absolute genius. Uh, (laughs) It's unbelievable. This is where the word equity comes in. Not about equality. Because if, if they were concerned about equality, then the oligarchs and the leaders would live by the same standards. You know, the standard in uh, Cuba, for instance. You get a what? Is it a pound of rice and four pounds of beans a month, something like that? You think Fidel Castro was eating rice and beans every meal till he died? No. It's not about equality. It's about equity. At least with the... Not the ruling class, but the ruled. We are all equal. We will all be equally miserable. That's what they're down with. And that's kind of why we have, we have become and we, we are moving toward an American oligarchy. And you've got billionaires who can buy elections. And you've got a ruling class made up of people like Barack Obama who've never done anything but hold the office and uh, have books ghostwritten for him. He's got two $15 million properties on a beachfront properties, even though global warming is happening and the, you know, everything's going to be underwater. He has two beachfront properties and done anything. He's a politician. You know, you look at Nancy Pelosi. What the hell has Nancy Pelosi done? She moved to Washington, D.C. to spend her entire life telling us how to do ours. And then, of course, she works with her husband to, hey, psst, do you hear what Joe Biden's going to do next week? He's going to uh, sign an executive order to... Uh, require that all vehicles in the federal fleet become electric. Oh, thanks, honey. I'll go ahead and invest in, uh, in uh, Tesla and uh, in electric, e- in battery companies and whatever. Come on. What has Nancy Pelosi done? Nothing to become worth $300 million. We are living in an oligarchy. 
And in the meantime, that oligarchy doesn't benefit you and I because you and I have to call our, from, I'm talking to the cisgendered males out there, uh, an increasingly rare occurrence. But anyway, uh, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I'd call my wife and say, honey, should I fill the car with gas or should I just put 20 bucks in until payday? And that's where many of us are. That's where many of us are right now. And blaming it on Vladimir Putin means precisely D-word for Richard to the average American person who has to decide. And I heard the other night when I was having dinner, as I went to Mar-a-Lago, thank you very much, I was hanging out with President Trump, you know, and whatever, and he knows who I am. But anyway, that, that aside, uh, you know, I mean, Mike Huckabee's at the dinner table. And trust me, I haven't lost sense of, dear God, I was sitting at a table with Mike Huckabee. I mean, like, I, I want to scream at the top of the mountains, why am I sitting at Mike Huckabee's table? I mean, literally, a year ago, I'd be waiting his table. That said... He brought this up. He said, what does it mean to the average person when gas suddenly goes from a tank of gas, $32, which is now $64? So that's another, uh, what, 120 140 bucks a month? You're living paycheck to paycheck, and then all of a sudden your kid needs a root canal, or you need a root canal. It's $1,200 minimum. You've got to pay most of it. Or your deductible on a, on a surgery for your kid is $1,000. You know? Blaming it on Vladimir Putin doesn't mean a damn thing. Do something about it. And stop this nonsense of, of creating a, a boogeyman to distract from you and your ilk and your desire to make us all equally poor. Right now in this country, in some states, in some cities, including Washington, D.C., the grocery shelves look like Venezuela and the car lots look like Cuba. Mission accomplished. Uh, Jen Saki was uh, apparently on a, a Pod Save America podcast. I've heard about it. It's a fairly obvious name, Pod Save America. It's a left-leaning podcast. And when you hear the crowd, they sound like a snooty little, like probably listen to NPR crowd, you know, and they're, those people are, you know, largely insufferable. Uh, that said, not everybody, but a good share of you. Here she is being confronted or asked by the host of Pod Save America in front of a very left-leaning crowd about uh, Joe Biden calling Peter Ducey an SOB, a stupid SOB, um, and her response. Listen to the crowd, though, and they're just, oh, they're, they're, they're all, we're all here together. I know we're going to talk about Fox News and conservatives, and everybody starts laughing. Just wait till you hear this insufferable crowd. We have to talk about Peter Ducey for one second. Sure. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about Peter Ducey. How stupid. Oh, Peter Ducey, he's so stupid. Okay. Is he a stupid son of or <laughs> oh my god that's the funniest thing ever does he play a stupid th- on tv <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um well um she's looking at all her sycophantic leftists out there he works for a, a network okay that um provides people with questions that nothing personal to any individual, including Peter Ducey, but might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a <laughs> So, well, yeah. oh, Pisha, oh, 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 As you can hear the chants from the crowd, let's go, Brandon. Uh, real quick here, this is kind of funny um, and interesting. Uh, retired neurologist Patrick Policino claims to have solved Jesus' uh, cause of death. Okay? Do you ever <clears throat> watch those documentaries about the Shroud of Turin? I, I love the Shroud of Turin documentaries. 
And it's very interesting to me because, uh, like in 1988, they did a radiocarbon test, uh, a test of uh, some of the shroud, and they said, nah, really, it was in the Middle Ages. And so we're like, oh, well, okay, 1,200 and blah, blah, blah. Recent studies in the 2010s disputed it and basically said it came back from when D.A. Jesus died. I would like to believe that's the cloth that covered Christ. I would like to believe that. If it is, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, I was raised Catholic, but I'm not like the, the Catholic. Catholics do weird things. Catholics, like, for instance, you get a rest stain in the shape of Jesus in your bathtub, and 500 people will line up at your house. You know, uh, 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 see, they do that. It's like, oh, my God, look, the way I toasted my bread this morning is the image of the Virgin Mary and 500 people show up. You know, I, I need something like that. I need a growth on my tree that looks like Jesus or something so I can charge admission to Catholics like me. <laughs> there should be something just real quick to the Catholics who are fellow Catholics like me, because I got a note from somebody. They're, they're very concerned about me and very concerned about my, my Catholicism and all that. I am not a devout Catholic. My kids didn't go to Catholic school, but I am a Catholic, kids. I was raised a Catholic. I have a great deal of reverence for Catholic Catholicism. My mother made me uh, sit in the front pew an hour early every week in the Catholic Church, went to Catholic school. So <clears throat> don't just, if you're offended in any way, shape, or form, just lighten up. I mean, of all the people who can lighten up a little bit, Catholics, are, we do it. We're okay. We don't, we, you know, when people disagree with us in theology, we talk about theology. We don't try to kill them. So, you know, when I, when I talk about this, it's like, he's a retired neurologist. He's done a little bit of um, research, and, and I, <clears throat> I suppose I, maybe I could have figured this out, but uh, he says that uh, Jesus died from a fatal bleeding after dislocating his shoulder carrying the cross. That's what he said. So uh, here, here are some of the details of the story. Um, the Bible details how Jesus fell while carrying the cross before his side uh, was later pierced by a Roman soldier, causing blood and water to shoot out. Now, Jesus apparently said, I had on my shoulder while I bore my cross on the way of sorrows, a grievous wound that was more painful than the others and which is not recorded by men. So maybe that adds some credence to the dislocated shoulder argument. Uh, likely dislocated his right shoulder when he fell carrying the cross. However, Dr. Turn Priest Patrick Policino believes that many have been ultimately um, complexities linked to his wound. So that's what they're saying. They're saying it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't the, uh, the side wound, but it was, it was a, uh, a dislocated shoulder in the wound that came there. But we just got word from Biden's White House that uh, it was Vladimir Putin who murdered uh, Jesus Christ. We just, we just got it in. Jen Psaki has sent out. Uh, Ken, my producer, just handed me the, uh, the email that he got from Jen Psaki. And, and hold on. What, this is another update. Hold on a second, Jen. This is, okay. This is from the office of Anthony. Oh, it's Anthony Fauci. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Anthony Fauci. And he said that Jesus Christ died of COVID because he was not vaccinated and did not maintain a safe social distance from the Roman soldiers. Hey, guys, it's Rob Carson. Uh, listen, folks, this COVID situation is far from over. With 8.2 billion people receiving the jab, it's not surprising that 85% of blood stored for hospital use is COVID-vaccinated blood. If you didn't receive the vaccination, maybe because of a medical exemption, a religious exemption, or maybe you just don't like to be unconstitutionally forced into a vaccination, what do you do next to protect yourself? You're going to want to type this into your phone right now, exemptalert.com. These are emergency health alert bracelets that say do not administer COVID-vaccinated blood. I'm going to say that again because I know I'm blowing some of your minds right now. Emergency health alert bracelets that say 
Do not administer COVID-vaccinated blood. ExemptAlert.com. ExemptAlert.com. We have a special guest on the Newsmax uh, uh, Hotline, Secretary Robert Wilkie, former Undersecretary of Defense, former U.S. Secretary of Veterans Affairs, uh, works with the Heritage Group as a visiting fellow. Uh, Robert Wilkie, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Well, thank you for having me, Rob. I've never been a visiting fellow. What's that like? <laughs> well, it means you write a lot and you talk a lot, which, which is very it's fun because yes. being in politics, it's a profession where there's always lots to talk about, even if you've got nothing to say. So hey, thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've been writing for a comedy political satire. I started writing for Rush Limbaugh in 1989. And, and throughout the different striations and different administrations over the last 30 years, people always say, well, you know, you didn't have any material when whoever was in office. I said, oh, no, you always have material. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you always it's have material. Part. It's just unbelievable. Hey, I want to ask you a couple of things. I had uh, earlier no. this uh, week, just talking about, um, you know, what's going on with the uh, – uh, the VA right now in this country and how we are treating our veterans. And I had heard that there is a new edict that is circulating from the Department of Veterans Affairs about the proper use of pronouns. I was wondering if you had heard anything about that. And, and also, how is it going with regard to the nonsense uh, of political correctness, CRT and whatnot in, in the military? I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. I mean, yeah. the, um, the edict that came down from my successor had several priorities. <laughs> the first priority, and I'm not making this up, this is what he produced, was tra- transgenderism, Dear Lord. Uh, diversity, um, remote work, and I forget what the, the fourth one was, but you see what the priorities there, there are. And, wow. you know, as a former Undersecretary of Defense, and I'm still a colonel in the United States Air Force Reserve, yeah. Um, the priorities of this administration are just insane. So let, let, what do I mean by that? Yes. Uh, first of all, we have a small defense budget. Under Biden, it's the smallest defense budget in terms of percentage of GDP uh, since the end of World War II. Um, he's spending billions of dollars on climate change. List that as the number one priority uh, for our national security uh, system. And then he's, 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 thrown the military into chaos, turning people into informants in search of non-existent extremism. There are 2.1 million people under arms. That's an active and reserve component. And they have so far, after spending billions of dollars, uh, been able to come up with 100 extremists. Um, The military is the great leveler in society. Um, if you perform, you're accepted. Uh, the notion that you could survive in the barracks being some kind of, of nutcase uh, is actually anathema to the experience of soldiering. And and I can tell you, as a child, I knew about it because I, I grew up in a world where we did see extremism. My father was a senior officer in the 82nd Airborne Division when I was a youngster. And he had to arm himself to go into the barracks because what was happening? Uh, the army had collapsed after Vietnam. You had drug gangs. You had biker gangs. You had Black Panther movements. Uh, there were more than 100 radicals at Fort Bragg um, in the 1970s than they have in the entire military today. Um, but it's, it's, it's also part and parcel of the politicization yes. of the senior, senior officer corps. 
and yeah. it's very, very corrosive uh, yeah. to this nation. Well, you, you see uh, Colonel uh, Thoroughly Modern Milley, uh, uh, General Milley, you see uh, Lloyd Austin. Did you, did you get a chance to see the grilling that he got from Matt Gates uh, a couple days ago on Capitol yeah, Hill? I, I saw that, but let me comment on Milley because you hit on something. Please, uh, and, yeah. and I was on Newmax, Newsmax yesterday, and I forgot to Great. bring this up. Um, Milley said that no amount of deterrence would have stopped uh, Putin from going into Ukraine. <laughs> Uh, I, I work for a president who stopped Putin from going into Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, Putin was a choir boy for four years when Donald Trump was in office. Mm -hmm. The closest Putin got to challenging Donald Trump, and in, in this case, General Mattis, who was Secretary of Defense at the time, was when his, his little green men, and we know they were, you know, they, they, they called themselves contractors. Well, they worked for Putin, and they were, they were Russian special operators. Got too close to American troops in the Middle East. Uh, President Trump told Putin, back them off. Putin didn't listen. Mattis issued a two-word order, annihilate them. And 200 of Putin's little green men disappeared. Nice. Um, that's why Putin was a choir boy. Mm -hmm. The problems that we have now are because nobody believed Joe Biden. Yeah. He wasn't interested in deterrence. He stopped President Trump's policy of providing... Ukrainians with munitions to kill Russians and reverted to the Obama policy of giving them meals ready to eat and blankets. And wow. then he authorized, which Trump did not, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which gave Putin a stranglehold over the Germans. So Milley simply forgot that deterrence did work when you had a strong president and a strong secretary of defense in place. So you could basically say all of the horrors that we're seeing in uh, Russia, and, and it's not a surprise that we're seeing uh, body pits. It's not a surprise that we're seeing right. women being raped by Russians. Russians have always been, the Russian uh, military, Russian leaderships, they've always been animals. Uh, you know, you, you try to, Russia is a third world country. It is, wow. its military and its leaders have always been barbarians. Uh, and Putin is just the latest iteration. You yeah. saw what happened after uh, Berlin was uh, was liberated. And, and what the Russians did, they raped and murdered their ways across Berlin at the end of the war. So I would say you could easily lay this at the feet of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party and their weak leadership. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, the, you, you've hit on something that they don't seem to understand. They don't care. Is that the Russian way of war is to elevate to the extreme levels of savagery as yep. quickly as you can. It is to terrorize. You just mentioned that as the Red Army moved across Europe uh, toward Berlin, it wasn't just Germans that they raped and murdered. It was all Eastern Europeans. It was savagery on a scale that we've only seen in communist China yep. since 1949. Um, but, but let's talk about the basic philosophy of this group in the White House, because these are the people who gave you uh, the, the invasion of Crimea and Donbass in 2014. Yeah. Uh, the only way to make right happen is to believe in might. Uh, they don't believe in might. It's certainly not American might. They believe, as good little radicals are prone to do, that the United States is the font of all problems in the world. If you look at Joe Biden's history going back to the Vietnam War, uh, he stood in the way of President Ford unleashing the Air Force on the North Vietnamese 
as they broke the Paris Peace Accords and invaded the South. Ford wanted to devastate them with the airport. Joe Biden said no. Uh, Joe Biden said no to Reagan's military buildup. Joe Biden said no to Reagan giving Central American um, democracies the tools to fight communists. And then in the ultimate act of what the Germans would call cloud cuckoo land, uh, Joe Biden opposed the killing of Osama bin Laden. Um, this is this is almost 50 years now of failure and contempt for the use of American power for good things, meaning the protection of this country. And we're seeing it play out now. One last thing. When yes. Zelensky thanked Western leaders twice, uh, for the first for the NATO summit and then recently after um, the NATO foreign ministers met, so there were two meetings. He thanked Western leaders. He conspicuously left out mentioning Joe Biden. Yes. He mentioned Boris Johnson. <laughs> yes. He mentioned the president of Poland. He even mentioned the president of Germany, which for for the Ukrainians is, is quite a thing, given yeah. their history with the Germans. But he left out Biden. Now, yesterday, and we're talking to Robert Wilkie, former secretary uh, of the Department of uh, Veterans Affairs, among other titles, I could go, go all day about it. But uh, yesterday, he goes to a uh, a meeting of union uh, types, right. and and he says, "If I go to war, I'm going to with you guys." Uh, what the hell was that supposed to mean? Uh, nobody knows. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, this is um, this is par for the course. Um, you had some uh, very strange people. Well, the, I, I'm going to say this in a comic way in the mainstream media who said that Biden's speech in Warsaw was greater than Reagan's speech in Dear Berlin. Lord. And I thought, well, you know, <laughs> Reagan's, Reagan's speech in Berlin didn't need a million bureaucrats coming out after it to correct all the mistakes that were made in the speech, um, as they had to do with, with Mr. Biden. But um, this, this is a scary moment. He's never talked about winning. Yeah. Um, and that's crucial. You know, my belief as someone who spent an entire lifetime, I was born in khaki diapers, and I saw the effects of what happens when America uh, does not act uh, to win and does not have a clear idea of what it wants to do. I saw that uh, in Vietnam. But if you want, if you believe as Biden says he believes in protecting NATO and Eastern Europe, meaning our new friends in NATO, then you would expect him to give Zelensky everything he needs to destroy the Russian army, which he is doing now. But he won't. Um, He won't give him sophisticated anti-aircraft systems. He will not uh, give them the MiGs. Um, It's up to the British to give them towed artillery. The Czechs are giving them tanks. Uh, It's nice to give them javelins, but that's that's a shoulder-fired infantry weapon. It can do one thing at one time. Yeah. And if, if Zelensky is going to take the fight into Eastern Europe, which is what he got, wants to do, he needs us to open those spigots uh, and not block our European friends from delivering to Zelensky what he needs. But well, here, look, here, here, Go ahead. Yeah, one last thing. And yes, I apologize for talking too much. No, no, no. no. This, is, this is the president who right now is using Putin emissary negotiate a nuclear deal with the Iranians. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, I know. Uh, so 
you know, you don't know what side of the conflict he stands on. No, no. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, one more question again. It's got to be short. Uh, yeah. Why? Why Ukraine? Why the rah rah from the media about Ukraine? Why the why the panic from the media about Ukraine? Why is Joe Biden involved here? Is there something beyond just Russia invading Ukraine? And I'm not trying to be conspiratorial. I'm just curious as to why the media is all of a sudden uh, hawkish on war. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I don't have a very good answer for that okay. other than pure shame. Maybe they finally, for the first time in their lives, feel pure shame. Or, oh, I doubt uh, that. Or, or well, just what I said, other than that. Or, <laughs> let me just say, I think they're trying to cover for the domestic yeah. disaster that okay. this administration has been. Right. Um, don't look at the guy behind the curtain. Look over here. Yeah. Because while they're talking about uh, war in Eastern Europe on Russia's doorstep. Um, they're not talking about inflation, the crisis at the border, yeah. just the the complete collapse of any semblance of a strong executive in the White House. I want to have you on again. This was really fascinating stuff. We certainly will be posting this on the podcast. Robert Wilkie, former Undersecretary of Defense, former U.S. Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Great to have you on. Hope to have you on again soon, okay? Hey, and Rob, thank you for what you do. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.